The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, friend. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. What about this rumor that you are leaving higher Mr. Stark? Despite playing a side game of Jenga over here, on, on over here, uh, welcome to another happy episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. <laughs> a little bit extra in that, in that. I like it. Uh, I am your host, Roddy Cat. Uh, with me tonight, the man behind the soundboard, the soundboard, and my, I don't know what's going on with my brain right about now, but it's good, we're going to be all right, is the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the, the Louise standing, no, I'm sorry, I'm not even going to that's not even right, Agent M score 70. What is up, everybody, ladies and gentlemen? And uh, yes, folks, uh, this is another episode of this here Combo Chronicles. Not with us tonight is one uh, Tim Dog ninety eight, but um, I think we we will have his presence back soon if from if all uh, if everything goes the way he's been saying. And also not with us tonight for for uh, for family reasons is PC underscore Dirt. They will he, I'm sure he will probably be back with us next week or sometime soon. Also, but in the meantime, you can find all of us at our locales on the these here social medias. I am at Roddy Cat on Twitter. Yeah, I gave you give you a follow this time. Um, I am also at News Nerd on Twitter. Me on that one. <laughs> Moving the mouse. <laughs> it's all good. For most part, was, if I hadn't talked over it, it'd probably been classic. Anyway, um, shout out to classic material, by the way. Not at all. Uh, let's see. Um, also, CB Caps on Instagram. You can go check me out there. Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. Hopefully we're gonna get him a site soon, or you know whatever the case may be. Too much <laughs> internets. I know, right? Uh, PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. Pop Culture Net on Twitter. Pop Culture Network and I Need Comics dot com for all of his stuff. There, go check him out. And the one and only Tim D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter. The Click Nation on Twitter. That's D-K-L, you know, D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N. And, of course, CB Cron on Twitter. And, last but not least, theclicknation.com, where you can find this here very show. You can also find this very same podcast on... Google Play and Apple iTunes slash Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. 
Okay. Wow. Double shot. Nice. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud at the, the Cold Slither um, SoundCloud page. You can also find, speaking of the Cold Slither, you can also find this podcast on the CSPN, which is the network that, we, uh, that we're repping, CSPN.us. And while you're there, you can go to shop.cspn.us to get some merchandise from this here very show. Like this snazzy t-shirt that I just so happen to have on me. Nice! I had doing a little pre-planning there. Um, this And a whole bunch of other stuff, swagger stuff you can get from this podcast. Another podcast on the network. Go check us out. And I believe I've taken care of all of that housework. And we are going to start off, as we do every week, with the comic book reviews of the week. And I think we said we were going to start off with the the big animal that is in the news. The first family is back, folks. That's right. For, for number one. So uh, Fantastic Four number one uh, is the big relaunch this week uh, by Dan Slott and, uh, on scripts and uh, Sarah Pacelli on art. And, um, you know, we have... Uh, without spoiling too much, because I know that uh, Roddy Cat still needs to get to this book, and I don't want to spoil the big launch of the week. But um, without spoiling too much, I know it's been out there that uh, the FF doesn't actually reform in this first issue. We're still dealing with a little bit of a lead up to it. So, exactly. right. So we have, like I said, a little bit of a, a scene setting. Uh, that slot is doing it's uh sort of tying into where marvel two and one is right now um uh it sort of in a sense spoils one of the more recent uh i guess aspects of the marvel two and one story because uh ben and johnny you know do have their powers in this that's like a minor spoiler but uh ultimately but that's a spoiler you kind of figure what's gonna end up didn't rectify it anyway exactly like that was kind of like a uh a reason for them to 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 uh have their adventures in marvel two and one but in order to have a functioning fantastic four book you kind of figured um they would be back up and running so pretty much but uh you know ultimately what we have in this book is you know it's actually pretty heartwarming it's 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 the lead up to the band getting back together and um you know, there's a there's a, a, a flashback story in this where uh, the FF have to uh, find their way home, and uh, you know that's sort of like the over uh, the, the the over uh, uh, yeah that that's like sort of like the overarching uh, theme to this opening arc, I presume. Um, you know, you kind of knew that Reed and Sue weren't going to finish rebuilding the multiverse in the wake of uh, Secret Wars without running into a few bumps in the road. So it appears we're probably going to learn very soon what those bumps in the road, uh, in their road back to Earth, actually were. So um, I can, pre- you know, that that's pretty much where this issue is. There's a couple of really cool lines. I think Slot is going to have some fun um, uh, with this book. I have to tell you that. You know, there's times when the Fantastic Four book um, doesn't always read like the, the writers having a lot of fun with it. But I have a feeling that Slot is going to have some fun uh, with these characters, even though we don't see too much of Reed and Sue in this first issue. I still think they're going to 
uh, be written with um, a, you know, a slightly different voice than maybe what we're used to. You know, not as, I don't know, serious is probably not the right word because obviously they have to be serious. But, you know, it just seems like there's a little bit of a different tone to it and it's a little lighter and it's a welcome change. Not go- well, so which pretty much brings up some questions that I had, and it sounds like you may have answered at least one of them. But I was going to say before that that it's he's, Slot's actually starting in a pretty interesting place because you would think like okay, you would think from on high it was like okay, why don't we wait till they get it in pl- to get everybody back in place before they start this book off? But they chose not to do that, mm-hmm. which means that Slack can pretty much finish doing part of the, the lead up that he needs to do in the book. And that's like, a that could be a whole arc or two right. in the can already. Right. To a certain extent, they spoiled it in the solicits, to be honest, because the solicitations for um, issue three, I think, um, basically spoiled it um, because those just came out. So, right. but to be fair, I mean, you, you know, if you're, you know, if you're not looking at the solicits, that won't, that's not a, like, exactly. We are in a position where we'll be watching, watching out for the solicitors for one reason or another. But and general people probably wouldn't. Exactly. But um, but that being said, um, I was very much curious as to how they were going to start this off. Like whether they're going to start with everybody in place for this, one, which would be which would be kind of crazy because it's almost like how they've done in the last couple of years with events, and that the events run late and books they have started. They start up books that kind of spoil some of the stuff because it's already happened by the time that, you know, right. going on. And, and in, in this case, Marvel 201 is kind of still out in the corner doing this thing, setting up stuff on, on one end, and then this comes along. So that was the curiosity I had. And it sounds like that you know, they're, they're still kind of, they're still kind of building. Right. Which, and it's going to be a few months. So we'll, you know, we're on our way. Yeah. So, and I was the other thing I was gonna say was like I, don't, I wonder if, if he's gonna add any touches of his uh, Silver Surfer run in this. Eventually, eventually. And it's funny that you mentioned that because um, there's a couple of books out this week that had real ties to recent uh, miniseries, and it's funny that you mentioned, you know, like seeing how they would wrap, you know, uh, that that the same. Uh, what I'm what I what what I meant to say is. Uh, writers who have had recent um, miniseries, uh, who have written recent uh, recent miniseries, are uh, wrapping uh, those stories and tying them into ongoings, and that's going to come up very shortly in some books that I'll be talking about. So um, it's interesting that Marvel, you know, that that some of these writers are doing that. Which, yeah, you got to figure when they do retreats and stuff that they, they kind of have all these threads going, or even within the, the writers groups themselves. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, some of the stuff is quite calculated in order that it's, that it's um, kind of gels up. Right. Which have like, a good introduction to like a certain concept, you mm-hmm. know, or a certain uh, uh, dynamic. And then they just like pick that up and run with it. Mm-hmm. So that's good because you kind of hate going into a series or even the miniseries and you'd be like, well, wait, something's going to come out of this? Or. It, or even in the encore series, like, wait, where did they pick this up from? Which, granted, if you're not reading the miniseries, in a lot of cases, as we've said, like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. 
books and stuff. And you kind of hate in certain cases that you have to read these little side stuff in order to pick up what's going to happen in the, the ongoing. So, but it sounds like this one is going to, is doesn't, it's not that bad. Yeah. So, I don't sure. know. Yeah. Well, yeah, we still got, we're still trying to figure out some of that stuff. So, yeah. and that will come along. But that being said, um, you know, anything else from Fantastic Four you want to? Oh, yeah. There's a cute, uh, there's a cute little uh, one, one page strip by Scotty Young involving the Impossible Man. And there's a pretty dramatic backup story by Slot and Simone Bianchi. Um, that sets up the new status quo for uh, one Victor Von Doom. Ah, nice. Because that's yeah, that that's definitely something else that's kind of sort of up in the air at this point. Well, not necessarily up in the air, but kind of floating about. Like, is he going to be friend of foe when he comes back? Because we've already he's been wrestling with some things as of late. So, but cool, cool. Um get a chance to pick that up oh i will say that if you get by your local shops uh there is a chance if your shop is doing this you know you got the the regular cover you see here some shops are giving away these uh backings which i guess i'm gonna when i when i uh board this up i'm probably gonna use this instead of a regular board okay and on the back it has um you know, stuff from the first three issues. There you go. Uh, and also, sometimes you might get a little pen like this. Ha <laughs> Nice. Which yeah. I, I, I will definitely have to try. I haven't really got too much in the pen, but, you know, I know there's a thing, and hey, this is something I, I definitely... Well, actually, I got a bunch of pens from, the, from those boxes I used to get. So, stuff like that. Kind of cool. I will probably be wearing that at a con somewhere probably next year, not this year, because I don't, don't think I have any more on the menu. But that being said, let us move on to the next book that we have. And then that would be one that we both read, and that is Champions number 23. All right. So, it's, uh, I was about to say, you know, we hesitated, you know, a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. We kind of hesitated to start with this book because. There's a, a strange dynamic in this book right now, and we're having some some difficulty figuring out why it's going where it's going. Right, because you fear. Well, for that we'd probably have to get. Um, by the way, this is one of the variants of. Uh, oh. Or I forgot about that. Oh, that's right. So just very quickly, um, there were a bunch of variant covers to Fantastic Four number one. I was disappointed to learn that the really expensive rare one was related to the George Perez uh, cover. Um, you know, it's oh, a art, no. right? It's like recolored and black and white, and they're just going for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. That's not happening. Um, so Roddy Cat picked up the Mark Brooks one, I believe. It has black. Uh, it's the, uh, the Black Panther and Storm era of the Fantastic Four. I've got the... Um, classic Walt Simonson re remake of uh, one of his classic FF covers. And I also picked up uh, the um, ode to Mike Wieringo's awesomely clean um, FF art style. So rest in peace, Mike Wieringo. I miss this guy's art a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because that era he was doing that art, which is some, some really nice clean covers. 
Yeah, and there were some great, great stories with that too. That was the um much more call it. That was um Hickman. What's that? No, it wasn't Hickman. It was uh Wade. Uh, okay. it was Mark Wade, but that was when uh Dr. Doom really leaned into the magic side of his uh, repertoire. Our, our resident Fantastic Four expert. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say expert. I'm far from it, but like I said, that's a- on the on the on the on the panel. Yeah, yeah. So I would, you know, that's a that's a really good good uh, run on Fantastic Four. And if anyone is looking for a good place to pick up um, some Fantastic Four reading, that's not like the first hundred issues with uh, Kirby and uh, Kirby and, uh, and and Stan Lee. You can definitely pick up the Wade and Weir and go run and uh, not go wrong with that. And I know they got a bunch of they've got like True Believer issues out this week and probably a couple of uh, Treasuries or something out this week. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, and I'm sure Marvel Unlimited also. But speaking of another Fantastic Four plus a couple of people, Back to Champions number twenty three. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like we were saying earlier, this one was kind of a weird one because we're not really sure where it could be possibly going, but you can get a sense of it by reading it if you've been keeping up with things that's been going on uh, in the book. So this takes up after last issue, and they uh, the team is in Tanzania, which makes me want to break out African Bambada lyrics. I'm not going to do it. Um, and they run into, weirdly enough, someone way out of the way by way of a uh, man-thing, and they end up in a fight with him because uh as folks who are aware may know and i'm probably gonna butcher this but um those who know the touch wait those who know fear knows the fear the touch i think yes yeah, like no fear burn at the touch or something like that i know that there's a catchphrase exactly no you pretty much hit it so and that came up on twitter recently also but nevertheless because in service of this because man thing is an issue and at the end of last issue he, it, well, he's a he, whatever. Um, runs into Viv and the new champion of Snow, uh, Snowguard. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, and he touches one Viv, Vision, and causes her to freak out, which causes her to shut down. And, uh, which also starts a fight with Snow, Snowguard and Man Thing, thinking, you know, thinking it killed him. So, and then the rest of the champions at, uh, at the start of this kind of jump in. And- yeah, it's a weird, yeah, it, it's kind of a weird, you know, place for the champions to be right now. It's right. like duking it out with, uh, whatchamacallit, with, uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, with the man thing. And, you know, there's a little bit of uh, explanation as to why. Viv is is reacting the way she's reacting and um what's going on sort of internally with Viv but it's a weird it's a weird uh way for who's writing the Zub now right Good Zub yeah mm-hmm. right it's a weird way for Zub to kind of set up how he's going to um uh advance the storyline with Viv and her emotional core and how she's dealing with a lot of her past trauma and what's going on in the team, you know, with the team right now. So, you know, to bring in the man thing to kind of move that story forward, it, you know, it, it's just a kind of a weird uh, story setup. But 
I'm willing to let you know let this uh, go forward because I I particularly like this team dynamic now that uh, Amadeus isn't the totally awesome Hulk. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that um, that uh, Riri Williams isn't you know like the female Iron Man running around like she's her own character, you know, right. with her own armor and it's it's you know everything looks like you know the Marvel form of the new Teen Titans <laughs> and. You know, like it's got a great. It's honestly, I love that dynamic between the characters, and that's what sells the book. Right, I agree with that. Um, and yeah, like you can kind of see, like, because it, it almost feels like, all right, clearly, the whole big picture of this issue was the thing with Viv, right. and was just dressing. However, you can kind of go back because now that I think about it, you can go back to a couple of issues back. When they picked up Snow Guard, and they were fighting the Master of the World, which man, that's not a, a obscure character, um, who also makes an appearance in this issue, and I'm sure all of that is going to play into, you know, whatever Zeb's trying to do with this with this arc. If not, that'd be kind of disappointment. But it seems like the big thing about it is getting Viv to a different place, maybe dealing with what's going on with Sam. Mm-hmm. At the end of this, because yeah, at the end of this issue, he literally is in another place. Um, but yeah, but we don't actually know what he's gonna do. We just know that hey, it that it is a premise that he's using. Although it is weird as it seems, it makes some kind of sense because if you if if you play it from the part of Viv and the fact that she had a couple of issues back shut off her emotion sensors or whatever the case may be because she didn't want to deal with being, you know, didn't want to deal with her issues. Then to have man thing kind of come in and bring that back out, just full blast kind of just puts it front front facing. Right. So in that respect, it makes sense. If that's what, if, if, if he was trying to make that a big thing, which we don't know for a fact, but that's what it seems like so far. But it, but outside of that, it does seem rather weird to be kind of going this route, but it still works. So far. So we'll see how it goes. All righty. Um, so we have champions in the book. Let's mm-hmm. see what we've got in common with PCN underscore dirt, because I don't think Tim gave us. Uh, a- more than his choice for click of the week so you and you and dirt got a couple together right let me go with uh i'm gonna jump over to dc for a second uh dirt and i read superman number two this is um bendis's latest superman and i love uh dirt's notes on this boring boring bendis talky talky nothing happening so the funny thing about that before you say anything else Dirt and I talked about that. I believe it was last week to whether he was going to get to that point. And I told him it was going to be issue three. So I've slightly vindicated by the fact that, that I was wrong, but right. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was an issue ahead of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But I mean, come on. It wasn't going to take that long for, for Bendis to be Bendis. So I, mean, I, I tell you that, you know, there is one, you know, we knew that this was going to happen. We had been spoiled on this before. A villain from the uh, Christopher Reeve Superman movies has returned. He is in this issue. And that's pretty much like the big thing that happens. Um, Talky Talky 
like honestly i've read this issue in a couple of you know it was over the course of a very short uh bus ride back from the subway station and that's really you know a quick ride so you know i was just pretty pretty nonplussed by this whole thing there's lots of talking not a lot of stuff happening um but you know the big thing is in this issue this particular villain makes i, I don't know if it's his first canon appearance in the mainstream dc uh comics universe but it's uh, the first one i know of nuclear man mm-hmm. i want to say yes but we yeah, we have to get research on that one mm-hmm right now because we'll get back to you ladies and gentlemen yes or i'm sure someone will be like hey uh excuse me mm-hmm. I guess right here but um uh yeah i oh i forgot something yeah it's funny that this is happening anyway but i've already made a comment about mm-hmm. this character coming into the to the dc proper and ben is and his use of terribly overpowered, terrible characters. <laughs> but nevertheless, it is what it is. So I was gonna. So you, unless you have something else about this one, uh, you can go. You can go with the with the book. Well, I was gonna ask you a question uh, that's slightly <laughs> off off the topic, but it's actually on topic. Have you checked out those giant size, the, the one hundred page, not giant size, but the hundred page um, Walmart uh, books? I can't. There's no Walmarts near me in the five boroughs. Right, I forgot. About <laughs> that. I got to travel a little bit to get to a Walmart. You would have already would have had somebody, you know. Yeah, no, like uh, once, uh, once, once the um, the uh, I don't want to call it the Batmobile. Once the once the whip uh, gets out of the uh, uh, the shop this weekend, um, yeah. I'll have some access to. It. I don't know if I'll be making a trip to a Walmart just to t- check oh. this out, but ultimately. Um, uh, you know, I'll have a little bit more freedom to, uh, to to check those out. What were you going to say about them, though? No, I was just, I was just curious if you if you read them or not. We, we had already kind of talked about them in, in the like, last couple of shows past, so there's not much else. I'll just if I've seen them, no, not yet. Because I I I ended up getting a couple of them and I got their their back there somewhere, but uh, I haven't read them. I didn't. The one I didn't find was the Batman one, which not surprising. Okay. It was sold out, but um, but yeah, I've been meaning to dig into those at some point. Okay. Gotcha. That said, we can move on to yeah, pick a book that you want to talk about because I've still got another one I can talk about that I have in common with Dirt. Sure, let's stay on the DC train for one quick second. This is prop, you know what? No, let's not do that. Ha 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 ha. That book is not even worth it. Um. Most of the, actually, I take it back. I take it back. I do have a DC one. Plastic Man number three. That one's actually was all right. Um, so yeah, Plastic Man's got a got a mini series. If you did not know, sadly, as my note says, still no Penny, still no Hula, still no Baby Plaz, and this makes me sad. But uh, this has been an a fairly entertaining book, I, I dare say. So, Plastic Man. Is um, in a way to kind of revisit his his origin, because you know, as you you, you may or may not know, he was a hood named Eel O'Brien, and he got tossed into a vat, uh, not unlike uh, a vat of liquid chemical stuff, uh, not unlike a certain 
um, version of the Joker mm-hmm. instead of coming out laughing. Uh, actually, technically, he kind of did, but he came out all rubbery mm-hmm. and with a warped sense of humor. Uh, but anyway, so in this one, they like I said, they've kind of revisited that a little bit in the beginning. They still kind of bring that up every now and then. Uh, there is he's weirdly getting help from Man Bat. Like who? Yeah, which you know, Man Bat is not very much known for helping things. And if you know, most people probably know of Man Bat from the Batman animated series. Which I want to say there was probably a reference to that, but I may I, I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Regardless, so we're still in the middle of the story where he's trying to, plus uh, man's trying to help this kid out who he, he's met, who kind of reminds me of a, a I don't want to say a character, but a person that was on Jesus and Mero, if you know that show. But um, uh, so there's this there's this kid and there's this cabal of these super geniuses that he just found out from this one secret agent person who I think works for Spiral. I'm not sure who in the world she is, but she, um, and. Again, some revisitations from Plastic uh, Man and his past with and people of his past that without going too far into specifics. Um, I will say that this has been fairly entertaining if you but don't expect anything from the old 70s TV show. Wait, is that an is that a play? Yeah, that's definitely a play on the Alex Ross Kingdom Come number three cover. Which the, the, the oh, blessing yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to figure out if that's actually Alex Ross doing the cover. I think it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Cover artist Alex Ross. Yeah, he's 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 homaging his own art. Gotta love it. Look at you picking them out. I've never been that. Well, there's only certain certain artists I could actually pick out because they're just that distinctive. Right. Um, Alex Ross has painted one and two. You read. Right. Um, I think that's the cover to number four. You know, that's so, after the bomb drops, you know? Yeah. So, but that's cool, though. To get, you know, get Alex Ross on a book like this, that's actually impressive. That's, you wouldn't think they would have, they would have been like, no, well, we're going to save him something bigger. But, you know, it's Gail Simone. So maybe she called him a favor. Yeah. Or something. Who knows? But regardless, like I said, I would say anybody who's a follower and fan of uh, Plastic Man, this is definitely not... Well, if you're a fan of Plastic Man and you know of the old 70s TV show, it doesn't play that much on that. There's actually... There is jokey jokes, but that's not as... as uh, light as that show was. Oh, and uh, being that it is, a, it is a, I believe, a six-issue miniseries, it's pretty much hit the um it's starting to go around the bend oh okay the five or six i believe it's six uh yes it is six so but it's still been i'd say it's entertaining enough for people read pretty much i like best without getting into specifics all right i like the art in this this makes me want to pick it up and uh and read this Oh yeah, it's some pretty good art. That's cool. Um Wait, did you read okay, wait. Did you read Exiles? No, I I I meant to I'm behind. I'm a few issues behind, so I need to catch up. How is it going so far? So let's go ahead and get into that real quick. And I don't think uh read that either, so no. Um so this is the start of a new arc. 
um, in Exiles fashion, they're kind of the the calm before the storm seems like, but they're they've kind of gotten onto a I don't want to say stumble, but they've uh, latched onto a new mission that seemingly goes back to you know how Exiles usually goes, really. Um, and she says you're a couple issues behind, so first arc is over. Things happen. If you know anything about Exiles, you know something happens before it gets before it gets good. I mean, not not before it gets good. I'm not saying like that because that's that's doesn't sound right. But before things get settled, and then they get off and do something different. Which in this case, we find um, we find the team chilling in the Bahamas, They're actually helping out, um, you know, rebuilding stuff while they're relaxing. Um, and speaking of art, there is a weird art choice for one of the characters that pops up that you will probably see on CB caps that um, <laughs> uh, when I get around to to um, to doing it because there's a it's definitely not the same art. I don't think you know I should check. It's it's definitely not the same artist who's been doing the book, but one character in particular looks. Weird and yet strangely familiar. If in another camp, if you, if you're um, if you're familiar in another camp of, of cartoons, I will say that. I'm uh, sorry, I'm looking that up. Where is that book? Oh, here it is. No, wait. Okay, no. So I think it is the same artist. Then I have to. Ch- um. Oh, I have to. I shouldn't. This is this is what kill podcast folks trying to do. Just kind of okay. No, it's a different artist. That's what I thought. So yeah, so there's a different artist doing this issue because I knew it wasn't the person who had been doing it the, the last arc. Gotcha. I was about to say it's okay. I was queuing up. I was on mute for a second. I was queuing up some music for the end of the show. Oh shoot! I'll look forward to that. And but um, as I've said, like I said, it takes some time to chill, rebuild, like figuratively and actually kind of rebuilding a little bit. It takes some time to uh, think about some things that happened in the, in the last arc. Sure. Uh, they end up making another jump, as Exiles tend to do, which starts up, starts their new journey. journey. Um, and why I should have seen this coming, there was a talk of... There was a certain talk that happened, without giving too much away, that brings that kind of brings up a group um, from... A group of bad guys from the past. If you see my notes, you probably you you you've already been spoiling it, but I won't spoil it for anybody else. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about this one thing, and then that brings up this, this other people when they jump to this new place because they're on a new mission to find uh, some folks from the old Exiles team who's been popping up in the last arc. Like that's not much of a spoiler because you probably read enough to see that. Mm-hmm. So they get on this task to try to find these other people, and they ended up they end up in this. Um, they end up in this one place where they get on the the lead to said um, said old teammates, or at least a couple in particular, and then they get into a little bit of trouble with some with some folks in that era or timeline or wherever the case may be. So, Exiles is still entertaining. It's still it definitely keeps the um, I don't say Exiles formula, but they definitely kept to. Um, Kept the spirit of exiles so far. 
uh, in this run, and I'm cool. sure they will they will definitely keep that going forward. So, and solid 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 in the mid. So, it's usually a pretty well written book. Yeah, I was gonna say you can definitely count on uh, uh, on him for that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's kind of fun. You know, I mean this this book has this you know moments, but it's also still kind of fun in, in other moments. So cool. Kind of show some fun. All right. Um, let me jump to a book that both uh, PCN underscore Dirt and I read, and that is Daredevil number 606. I like this issue. Um, it's good because um, uh, at the end of the last arc, which dealt with the invasion of New York City by the hand, um, you know, trying to, uh, to, to collect the debt from one um, uh, blind spot, uh, the Kingpin has basically regained his position as mayor of New York City. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff in here about, you know, Daredevil kind of figuring out a new direction now that, um, you know, they can't exactly uh, take out um, a duly elected uh, mayor. Or was he duly elected? And that's kind of the, the, the direction that this is going in now. Um a couple things. It's cool to see Charles Soule. You know, this is what I was referring to earlier. It's cool to see Charles Soule, who's the writer of this book, dovetail the endings of the Hunt for Wolverine books that he was working on and tying them into this ongoing Daredevil book. There's a couple of characters that uh, played a role in one of those Hunt for Wolverine books that are now becoming guest stars in um, the ongoing Daredevil book. And um, uh, P- uh PCN underscore Dirt's uh, notes uh, say, um, so he guesses that Fisk never actually unmasked uh, Daredevil in uh, issue 600. That's probably very true. Uh, He thinks it's a shame. But still, the book ends on an interesting hook. And I have to agree with that. I won't spoil it. So if you're looking to catch up on Daredevil, this is probably a good place to jump on because you don't necessarily have to know everything that happened in the last, what, like four or five issues with the hand invasion of New York. But now this is a great place to jump on and see where um, uh, Soul is going to take um, Daredevil and the current status quo in New York uh, going forward. Okay. There we go. Got another one you want to pop out there? All right. So... Um, I'm going to talk about something that I know, uh, uh, Tim dog and I both read, and that is Spider-Man annual number one, actually PCN underscore dirt read this too. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm kind of surprised and kind of surprised that dirt's notes on this were, so he guesses that there's no new secret identity for miles. I guess not yet. Um, will be as we know from uh i don't know if that's gonna stick but from what we know of champions coming up from the solicits and whatnot right so not yet that's why i said so um i read this as the flashback story it's meant to be which is um it's kind of like a mix of miles um kind of first gaining his powers um in the ultimate corner of the marvel universe it's not 100% clear. So I did see the first... I did like kind of skim the first page or two. 
Are you, is that the part you're referring to, or is this like later on in the story? No, it's it, it's it, it's uh, during the story. You know, it, it, that's what that was my impression. I could be mistaken. I read it as it was flashing back to the early days, and um, you know, it's hard to understand how Miles's uh, uh, origin is merged in the six one six Marvel U. And how that plays together, because you know, obviously, some of that stuff is canon, some of it's not. Right, you know, the ultimate uh, universe that is. So, yeah, it does. It is weird because he, while we know he came from ultimate universe, and then this other, all this other stuff came about, and also he, he remembers super, uh, Secret Wars mm-hmm. from what we've gathered in the past. But even though it's not, that hasn't been referenced that much. So that, that that's a weird one because it's, it's like they've kind of uh, yeah they'll bring they brought it up at the end but now they've gotten past that point so it's like all right I think it's far enough to wait to where we don't have to worry about bringing that up again right so but any in, in any event um, I liked it it was a fun read and Tim Dog ninety eight liked it too yes is there no, uh, something else you want me to throw out there because I've got a bunch of books. I mean, if you got one pressing, go for it. But if that, if not, then probably jump to the start spinning up the Vulcan. Yeah. So the last thing I'll bring up is Hunt for Wolverine Adamantium Agenda Number Four. Um, this is the first Hunt for Wolverine book that had an ending worth talking about. Um, you know, yes. What's that? That's it. From what I've seen from our back channel, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, they all sort of lead into other ongoing books. You know, they kind of, you know, uh, springboards into other ongoing books um, from Marvel. This one drunk, jumps straight into the Return of Wolverine book and presumably is going to touch on a future X-Men story in the ongoing books. So, uh, yeah, it's of the uh, of the Hunt for Wolverine books. I think this is probably the one that's had the most consequence. All okay. right, so if that's that, I'm going to spin up the Vulcan and we're going to go rapid fire. Ready? Yep. All righty. So um, let's touch on what PCN underscore dirt red, see if there's something else in common with mine. Uh, nope. So I'm going to uh, let you know what he thought about Bloodshot, Salvation number 12. It's a quick wrap-up to end the series. It feels like a missed opportunity to let Jeff Lemire play. He liked it, but he's not invested enough in the character to buy the next series from another writer. Flash number 52. Oh, it's nothing special to PCN underscore Dirt. It's not bad, but a bit of a breather after they after the massive stuff that went down in the last year in the book. Um... And last for uh, Dirt is Hal Jordan, uh, Green Lantern Corps number 50. Great wrap-up to the best Green Lantern book since Jeff Johns redefined the character. Its ending is sad, but relaunching in a few, and he's looking forward to it. Interesting. I was going to say that um, going back to the Bloodshot book, I'm like, I'm now kind of curious who's coming on to that book the way he's that he said that that way, but you know, for some other time. <laughs> Alrighty, let me take care of mine. I've got a, a still a few books to go over. Amazing Spider-Man number three. 
Nick Spencer is taking this opening arc in an interesting direction, sort of giving Peter Parker everything he's always wanted, almost. It's hard to split someone completely in half. Now there's a spoiler for you. Um, Catwoman number two. Well, we sort of understand what Catwoman is up to after leaving Batman at the altar. It's still not all that interesting. Um, If you're a real hardcore fan of Catwoman, maybe it's interesting for you. Um, Mech Cadet U number 11 by Greg Pak and Takeshi Miyazawa. This is the penultimate chapter in a series full of great moments. This is going to read so well in a collected format. I'm going to love giving like the collected edition of this to people as a gift because it's going to look and read so well. All righty. And that's it for me. Yep. We have Zamino number five. So uh, Domino is basically facing off against um, enemies of Shang Tsung, the master of Kung Fu, who is there just kind of watching, chilling. Did you say Shang Tsung? I did say Shang Tsung. I didn't mean that. I was like, are you, are, you, are you coming off of a Mortal Kombat marathon? I actually watched it. Uh, watched, uh, <laughs> and it's been like a week or two when I watched them. But yeah, I, I actually did watch those movies. Oh, one of them. And then I started watching the other one. I was like, okay, let me stop. But anyway. Shang Chi, the master of Kung Fu, who has been mentoring her uh, to try to get her groove back, uh, aka her powers under control because they've been kind of leaving her in the last couple of issues. Meanwhile, her friends Diamondback and uh, Outlaw has been facing off against the people who have been after her and messing with her powers um, to, to some great effects. And actually, they Basically, taking the elves as far as we can, as far as we've seen, but Domino again, as my notes say, gives her groove back. So I think she's going to be back in fighting form relatively soon. Cool. Well, definitely the crush for Shang Chi. Um, Titans number twenty four. So the source, at least I have in my notes, the source wall brings forth a fantasy world by way of the writer of said fantasy world. Uh, the the writers the story is kind of meta in a way, if you think about it. And there's been a switch, and not the Nintendo kind, because yeah, the source wall seems to be a, a catch-all for for a lot of things. Uh, lately, so which I guess that's how they do the thing. So I'm not I can't complain too much, but I will. Uh, and I believe actually that is it for me. So we can go to clicks of the week. It's time for it. Yeah, I was about to turn it off. We're going into clicks of the week. All right. So, uh, no surprise for the people watching on video. I'm repping. The first family of the Marvel Universe, the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, number one is my click of the week for this week. I would, I would that's a click of the nation. That would be actually, that's interesting. Um, yeah, no surprise for, for Adrian Seven, who is also a fan of the Fantastic Four, but I, I would imagine he's enough of a fan that if this book wasn't as good as he thought, he would be bitter. Yeah, I'd be pretty critical. <laughs> 
Yeah. So that is not saying one thing or the other. I will have to end up reading in this book. We also have uh, Dirt and Tim's picks, which are uh, How Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 54, Dirt, and The Hunt for Wolverine, Adamantium Agenda, uh, number four for Tim. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, it was a surprisingly, you know, book. It was a surprisingly well done book, and it has some consequences going forward. You know, yeah, that as we've come to find out in this thing, that doesn't happen that often. So it's good that 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 does happen every once in a while. Uh, and for myself, uh, I don't know. <laughs> this was a really weird light week for me. Um, like there's nothing that really, 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 really stood out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Darth Vader either, but this week like i like one. the cover for darth vader this week though it is cool yeah that's gonna it's going into a new arc uh vader's castle oh vader's castle that's a different thing. Yeah, actually it is vader's fortress not vader's castle that's a different thing that's coming so i'm looking forward to reading that when it gets a chance but we can't put that in here because i have not read any of it yet. wait hang on actually did i even get that book oops oh yeah i did get it okay so you have to go um, to the shop no 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 i got it i got it not that we need excuses to do so I mean, yeah, that, that is also true, but um, let's see. Hmm, this is too, this is you know what? Uh, yeah, I guess I will go with Classic Man number three. All righty. Yeah, because Champions Champions was decent, Exiles was good, but in yeah, but they said there was nothing for me this week that really stood out, and I didn't get a chance to read FF or Spider Man Annual, which I'm still kind of bummed about, but I'll get to it in a while. All righty. Ed, let us get to the first ad of the night. All righty. I'm pulling it up right now. Surprisingly, I, with all my freed up RAM, I did not have uh, uh, an ad up already prepped for this week. So as I wait for uh, these ads to load and while I'm stalling, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick the shortest one possible so we can get it out of the way, but still get the, the bills paid. We all know what we're going for. Help us out by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, etc. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment to help. That helps us keep the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. All right. You have to remember to get um, like a graphic first, but I never know which ones you're going to do anyway. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of of running uh, at random. So. Unless you're looking at the video, that doesn't matter. Which you should check out the video sometimes because, hey, we got some good stuff to show. Sure. Make sure to tune in to Nation forward slash live. There it is. Or check out the YouTube, uh, the the Click Nation's YouTube channel on Thursday nights, 9 p.m.-ish, was when we do this thing. But now we're going into the cinematic news, and we are going to start off <laughs> That's finger, like we always do. Mm-hmm. The first up the bat 
is all right, man. That's another that's another soundbite. But anyway, Gotham actor to voice Superboy in animated Reign of the Superman. Yeah, uh, so universes collide. Yes, right. Uh, <laughs> so yes, so Cameron Monaghan, Mona, wait, Monag, Monag, sorry, not Monaghan. Wait, yeah, Monaghan. Let's go with that. Yeah, it's uh, yes, that's a different spelling of Monaghan than I've seen. But uh, who plays Jerome Belasca, a.k.a. the proto-Joker on Gotham, is going to voice Superboy in the Reign of the Superman film. It's also worth noting that Death of Super uh, Death of Superman animated movie is out on digital this week. I believe it might be out on, um, also might be out on, on uh, DVD Blu-ray, but I'm not sure. I hear that's pretty good. I, I want to go check it out. Alrighty. Uh... Yeah, recently re- re- released. So yeah, so it's it's out there somewhere. If you want to check it out, I know some might have seen it. Next up, next Mark- up, uh, Mark Marin confirms his and Robert De Niro's Joker movie is casting. Oi! Speaking, speaking of Jokers, all right. So rumors abounded that Mark Marin and Robert De Niro will be joining the cast of Warner Brothers' solo Joker movie starring Joaquin Phoenix. Following reports the two were in talks with the studio, the rumors have now turned out to be true. On Marin's WTF podcast, he confirmed all rumors of his involvement with the film. He and the celebrated Oscar-winning actor are part of the cast. As what? We don't know yet. Um, Was it De Niro up for the, the Nicholson Joker? I I don't remember. That's a good question for research. Yeah, no, I feel like that was a thing, but we won't worry about that right now. Uh, Which that would have been a weird uh, De Niro Joker. Wow. Anywho's, why every why even Teen Titans Go haters will love Teen Titans Go to the movies. Um, So yeah, the Teen Titans movie is out to actually some positive reviews. I don't. I want to go see it myself. The reason why I bring this put this article in here because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, there is a reference to possibly a season six of the other Teen Titans uh, show, which people, which are beloved, and people get really upset about when you bring up Teen Titans Go because they think that that show killed the other Teen Titans show. So it's quite possible that we could get a revival. We could get uh, a season six of Teen Titans based off of something that was brought up in the Teen Titans Go movie. If this article is to be believed. Stay tuned for that. And I think it might have something to do with, you know, how, um, hey, if you get, you know, if you want it loud enough, yell it and it might, it might happen type of situation. Right. All right. One always young justice. But we're getting here, Justice, so it works. Right. So, uh, thank Rao. A new Supergirl film is finally in development. So fans love Supergirl on the small screen, but now she may be jumping back onto the big screen. Deadline is reporting that uh, writer Oren Uziel, who's written Cloverfield and 22 Jump Street, is working on a script that's going to bring Supergirl into the DC movie universe. Shout out to Helen Slater. Um... I was also going to say that it's quite possible, at least there was a rumor saying, and it might not be in the next uh, one. It's not in the next one. 
but um, that the Supergirl movie may be the replacement for the Man of Two, Man of Steel two movie that they that's rumored to may or may not be happening. Oh, you know, it happens. That said, uh, Supergirl season four brings new villains, new heroes, and Batwoman. Actually, probably shouldn't say it in that voice, but Batwoman. Batwoman! Which is weird because you would think, you know, usually it's Arrow the one, Arrow or Flash are the ones that's breaking new heroes in to the Arrowverse. But yeah. I guess being it's that, also sexist. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say that, but yes, that was that. that but yes. That that seems to be the case. Well, okay, why bring in the in the in the? Yeah, why are we gonna introduce Batwoman on any of those shows? Well, no, 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 no. I was thinking actually it would be better as opposed to doing it like this. Well, no, because they have to introduce the opposite of Supergirl, which is gonna be, you know, like Superman has Batman. So I was saying, right. So it's gonna be. Um, yep, that's how I see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, I didn't think about that one that hard, but yeah. Thematically, that sort of works. You know? Right, right. It's the, um, I'm trying to remember, what did they call those? Um, what did they call them two together? World's Finest. World's Finest, thank you. Yeah, it's that. And I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be a, a show title. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, speaking of um, Batwoman. So. That's not next. No, I was about to say, that's not next. But there's a rumor that DC's Birds of Prey movie is eyeing the Killing Eve star uh, Jody Corner should have been next. Homer, yes, okay. I believe. Wait, no, because I haven't seen that show. I heard it's good though. The Killing Eve. I was about to call her something. She's probably not. Regardless, she's the big. She's the. She's the uh, the antagonist of said show, and I heard she's pretty good at it. Okay. Uh, next up. Rumor, uh, one more Birds of Prey rumors in that uh, Birds of Prey eyeing Andy Mack star for Cassandra Kane in the movie. Uh, two sources are suggesting Andy Mack star uh, Peyton Elizabeth Lee is being considered for the role of Cassandra Kane, who is going to be quite young in the film. Possibly as young as 11 years old. Um, it was hinted on some sites that the, the actress is in consideration. Okay. All right. Next up, uh, Ruby Rose has been cast as Batwoman in CW's Arrowverse. So actress model Ruby Rose has been cast as a CW's Batwoman, who's going to make her debut in December during the annual Arrowverse crossover and then star in her own television pilot later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batwoman's arrival was announced in May, with the network later making official its plans for a new television series, overseen by Greg Berlanti and written by Carolyn Drees. Um, Berlanti is going to executive produce alongside Sarah Schechter and Jeff Johns. Um, Ruby Rose, if you're not familiar, has had a few notable roles. I have not. I still, despite Roddy Katz' um, uh, 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 mention, I have not seen Triple X, the uh, the one I, where. I, uh, where Vin Diesel came back to the role of Triple X? Yes. What, the, the last one? Right, the most recent one. Yes, yes, yes. I still haven't either. Oh, you haven't? Okay. But um, I know Ruby Rose from her turn in uh, the most recent John Wick, John Wick 2. 
and all, I can just you know imagine um, you know uh, her doing a, a pretty good job based on her performance in that um, as a Batwoman. Interesting. She's she's so next thing you know there'll be a John Wick slash. Uh, no, nah, it's not gonna happen. Ah. So it is actually also worth noteworthy that uh, so so some play some folks are saying she's going to be the first openly gay or LGBTQ uh, actress playing uh, an LGBTQ uh, hero yeah. character, which I, I thought about that and I was like, well, wait, didn't we have um, um, old girl playing black or white canary? But I think. I don't know if she is actually, but her character is, so it doesn't really matter. But regardless, she's not. I was going to say to quote Astro from the Jetsons, "Ride on roll, Rorge." But regardless, she is definitely not the the character she's playing is definitely not the first one, as uh, some people are stating on Twitter. She's not, definitely not even the first one on the CW, much less you know, as a as a um being on TV. But regardless, hey, and there has been a lot of uh of support for her in this character. Cool. Yeah. Which, yeah, now that you said she was in John Wick 2, and I've, I've totally forgot that she was in it, and I still haven't seen Triple X 3 or whatever you want to call it. And yeah, I, they probably did good on this one. All right. Moving so, right along. What's next? Superman actor Henry Cavill wants to play Geralt in Netflix's The Witcher series, which someone weirdly said on Twitter, and I don't know why I'm even paying attention to that that closely, saying that he was. You know, he wants to do this because he's tired of doing Superman. That's either speculation or some hard speculation on that part, because that doesn't mean that at all. But, I mean, that's not to say that Cavill's probably not, you know, probably trying to get away from the role. But regardless, th- that was the stretch to say, yeah, this is this is, this equal that. So if that, net- well, I guess when that Netflix Witcher series comes off the ground. We'll let you know. Yeah, we may or may not see... Um, Cavill, and being that they, they don't have to take care of his mustache because, you know, he's got a full beard. So, don't have to worry about that. The character, not, sure. uh, not, not Cavill. All right. Next up, Marvel's Daredevil Season 3 is confirmed for 2018 release on Netflix. So, after months of speculation... Yeah, that's not something that, that was out today. I'm like, that's not right. That can't be right. What? That the Daredevil season three was out today. At least I got a notification. Oh from no, not today. Yeah, it's. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, so I don't know what that was. But yeah, anyway. after months of speculation, third seasons in, will premiere before the end of this year. It's confirmed by uh, Netflix CFO David Wells, and I know that there should be some other news probably scrolling down about casting. Uh, no, probably not. Oh no. Okay, so I'm just gonna drop it right here. I believe it's been confirmed that uh, the Bullseye actor has been cast. The oh, okay. actor who's going to play Bullseye has been, has been cast. I'm like if that one was out already, but I don't, I don't know. Um, oh, that, that might have been last week, and uh, it was towards the end. It might have been in last week's news. Not even sure. It's been a weird couple of weeks, so I'm charge my head for that one. Um, FX CEO blames Marvel for canceling Deadpool animated series. Too bad, so sad. Kinda. I mean, you know, it's 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 tough because wasn't um uh um Donald Glover. Yeah, exactly. Donald Glover uh, involved with that. Mm-hmm. That, that that it was. So yeah, we don't know where it's regardless. It's not going to happen. So it kind of doesn't matter who's to blame. There you go. 
I mean, sure, you can pin it on somebody. And then, and I'm thinking to myself, like, did you, did you actually say this for some reason? <laughs> I mean, it's like, well, it's their fault, not ours. Or it's like, it's their fault. And maybe people get mad enough and then they'll think that Marvel's going to say, okay, okay, let them do it. Mm-hmm. Type of situation. Like, I don't know what that was for. Regardless, it doesn't matter. It's, we'll see. It's, yeah. Next up. Next. Um, is it my turn? Your turn? My turn? Go for it. Black Panther. His third film ever to cross seven hundred million dollars in ticket sales stateside. No. Yes. I was about to say, whoa. <laughs> it's all right. It happens. But yes, so Black Panther's still making money for Wakanda Forever. It's all great. Wait, wait, does it say what the other two movies are? Probably Infinity Wars. No, it's not yet. Infinity Wars still catching up. Here we go. Um, no, here we go. Uh, the film is also one of four films to hit the one billion. Oh, it's also one of the four. So it did actually hit a billion. That's right, because that was the thing. From joining Infinity War, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and The Incredible Two. Wow, The Incredible Two made a bill already. That's crazy. Um, so here we go. Huh? Still haven't seen The Incredibles Two. I still haven't either. I hadn't seen the last couple of Jurassic Worlds either. Um. Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and Avatar, both crossing, both being the other films that crossed the 700 million mark domestically. There you go. So, halfway good company. Next up, Nick Fury and Maria Hill will appear in Spider-Man Far From Home. So, spoiler word, I guess Avengers 4, they come back. Hey. Duh. Let's say I'm like, uh, that's a spoiler right there, but okay. I mean, kind of, yeah. But, hey, it's not like we didn't know a lot of that wasn't going to be the case. Mm-hmm. So, somehow, the pair with the magical pager is back, and this time they'll be in Europe. Uh, Vulture reports that Samuel L. Jackson and Kobe Smulders will co-star in Spider-Man Far From Home. So, here's my question about this. The first one had Tony Stark. This one's going to have them two. Are they kind of saying that they that he can't and shouldn't? Uh, take a movie by himself. Like, granted, we don't know what their what their involvement is going to be, but if it's anything like the first one, and they're all up and through it, like Tony Stark. Well, I wouldn't say all up and through it. That's a little hyperbolic. But if they're pay, playing relatively sizable roles, you know, yeah. in like Tony Stark's did, yeah, that's I could kind of question that. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. So next up, ABC and Marvel are discussing launching a new television series. Hopefully, better than Inhumans. Oh, this is where it is. Can't be that hard. So yeah, um, there's been talks. We don't know what it is. We don't even know if it's actually going to be a thing, but we just know there's going to be some talks. We that's right. Oh, this article brings up Damage Control, which was supposed to be a thing, and also the Jessica Jones esque series that were also that was also supposed to be a thing. Uh, and also a John Ridley um, show ran Marvel series that was that's potentially supposed to be a thing. We don't know if any of those are it or if it's something completely different. It's probably not Agent Carter like it should be, but stay tuned for that. Next up, uh, report John Favreau's Disney streaming Star Wars show to cost ten million dollars per episode. Exactly. 
That's 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 a lot per episode. For real. So okay, now granted, I like Westworld and, and shows like that are not cheap. We we know this. Can't be. Like they can't be that cheap. Um Game of Thrones also. So that's a lot of money. For something that's gonna be on strictly on a streaming service. More power to him. Still want to know what the heck that show's going to be out. <laughs> okay. Move right along. Related, uh, in related news somewhat, Disney streaming service will not include pre-2019 Star Wars films. So basically what that means is um, no more Marvel films on Netflix after Ant-Man and the Wasp, I believe. That might be the last one. And then everything else is going to go on the Disney service. So they're going to, yeah, so they're they're going to end up taking all that stuff, with the exception of the Marvel shows that uh, that Netflix does. Those are going to stay on Netflix, but any movies are going to be pushed over to the streaming service. Alrighty, police so. Uh Let's see. There we go. Oh, absolutely great news if you're a trekker, trekkie fan. Um, wait, what? Oh, I didn't Trekker. see that. Trekker. No, 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 Sorry, I got sidetracked there. Sir Patrick Stewart. get sidetracked on this news. This right. is cool. Go ahead. This is absolutely cool news. And you know what this is if you've heard about it uh, in the last few days. Sir Patrick Stewart is returning to Star Trek for a new series about Picard. <laughs> this news came out at um, Star, Star Trek Las Vegas convention that happened uh, this past week, and people uh, he was on stage for that. We still don't know what fully this show is going to be, but what we do know is that it's going to be on. It's going to be about Picard. It's. I don't think it's going to be him commanding a starship. I don't think. Um, be like the aftermath of his service in Starfleet. Right. Possibly, maybe he's an ambassador, which I think they probably try to lean towards that uh, during the course of the, uh, near the end of the show, anyway. Mm-hmm. But is it going to be? I think they've even said it's going to be like a. It's not. Going to, it's going to be the same Picard, but in a different light. From I think it's a, yeah. So it's, he, the article says here a live panel for the announcement at Star Trek Las Vegas. Stewart was also quoted as saying that, "quote It may not be the John Luke you know and love." Citing experience and change as factors, uh, as changing factors in the development of the character. So yeah, that would suggest it's like after could be possibly after his um, uh, his services captain. There you go, ambassador or something. We don't know, but regardless, this was the news that got people all kind of you know tither. I did to throw their money at CBS's streaming webs a service. Basically, I mean, because we weren't exactly like jumping at the bit to throw our money at uh, what was the new Star Trek series on? Uh... Some of us weren't like, you know, there are people that yeah, definitely threw it in through 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 money. I did. I still have a lot. Yeah, they were like the I was going to say the, the, the real Star Trek, the, the, the Trekker diehards, you know, and there are people who are like, I don't want to see it because it's weird. But anyway, um, but oh, whatever. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I think yeah. people are always. People are always much like it was with Netflix. People are always going to be hesitant to kind of jump on board, like be the first uh, passengers on that particular streaming service boat. Well, but now, even the ones that are coming up are the same boat because, like, yeah, okay, there is some stuff we want to see. Like, even 
like you said, with that one, like, yeah, the discovery was one thing for, you know, for. Oh, that's right, discovery. Okay. Yeah. But, like, that can't, like, just for that one show, that's not one thing. Like, granted, that's, that's, that's like a, hey, I'm going to do the trial and check out the first season and bounce back over because it's CBS. Like, a lot of their shows play in other places anyway. Right. It's more along the lines of, you know, like, it's, it's, uh, you know, that extra impetus. Yes. Wow. And they've definitely go, said that they're going to be basically building up the network with more Trek stuff in use. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, next up, uh, the Why the Last Man TV show is going to use computer-generated graphics for Ampersand, the monkey. Okay. Because it's so hard to find a real monkey these days. Like uh, They don't want to deal with PETA. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 you know, what? if somebody actually said that, I wouldn't be surprised. But I feel, and I don't know it would probably be cheaper to do that. So that's why I have a problem with, with believing that one. But you probably have some. That might be right. We don't know. Um, there's a reason. Who knows? I guess I, you know. I'm not even going to speculate. It doesn't even matter. Um, it doesn't matter what you're. No, I'm kidding. No, actually, flashing back to '90s uh, Attitude Era WWF WWE. Actually, you need to get that uh, sound clip. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we could totally use that one, and I meant to tell you that a while back because I, I ran across that GIF. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing. Uh, there's not really not much to say about it. We don't know why. It's, okay, but they but they do cite you know not wanting to get a real life monkey for whatever reason who cares chris pratt's cowboy ninja viking movie delayed indefinitely hold on yes indeed um according to collider cowboy ninja viking is no longer on universal slate while it remains in development production has been indefinitely put on hold for reasons unknown uh mclaren and pratt i don't know who Oh, Michelle McLaurin, who's the director, and Chris Pratt, you know who that is, mm-hmm. uh, remain attached as the principal players. Pratt has uh, been in place to portray Duncan. If you've read that comic book, you kind of know who he's playing, I guess. I, I've never. Uh, it's also worth noting, which is news that I did not know, which would probably make me want to see this movie, is that um, uh, Priyanka Chopra Chopra has been in talks for a lead role. Okay. Or from um from um that ABC show that, that I'm drawing a blank on right now. But you know she shoes. Anywho's Alrighty, and last oh not it's really not last, but the next uh uh cinema oh. and movie related news article is Master Chief will be a lead character in Showtime's Halo television series. Uh, some folks might question why we're we talking about Master Chief in the in comic book podcast because there has been Halo comic books. Mm-hmm. So that gives me the little leeway to throw stuff like this in here. Sure. I was uh, also, oh yeah, okay. go ahead. I was just going to add that one of the news uh, items that seems to be popping up on everyone's social media feed and 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 whatnot is uh, the the constant stuff that's going on with uh, James Gunn status and the script status for Guardians of the Galaxy three. So I, you know, there's so much of that stuff that's just speculation that, you know, I understand why Roddy wouldn't necessarily post news. Yeah, I, 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 
I was going to pick out at least one or two, but all of us, was just, yeah, yeah it speculation and rumor. But ultimately, you know, you know, we can just tell our listeners and viewers out there that, you know, the, the situation is still not settled. That's the best right. way. I mean, the, the most I'll say is like, hey, people that have been outspoken are saying that you can, you can possibly or potentially saying, at least if you go through some sites saying that potentially the other one may, may not be wanting to be attached anymore if James Gunn is not around. Particularly mm-hmm. saying that again, all the stuff is still ongoing. We don't know what's going on. So I tweeted out my my thoughts on this. So uh, check check it out on at agent underscore seventy on Twitter. Yeah, and I've said mine in the past shows. So if you care, you can go back and look at the last couple of episodes or check out the last couple of episodes if you should please. But- oh, I'm slow. Ow. That was my mistake. You know why? Because uh, I just realized that my keyboard is, is set to my new soundboard. Oh, very nice. Like well, that's why when I I misplayed, I what was it the 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 dum on um, the Black Panther thing? That was a miss key. Uh, that was me literally just like moving my hand and hitting the key by accident while I was looking for moving the cursor on the mouse. So. Yeah, I you know I should I should be more aware of where um, the keyboard is on my desk when I'm uh, running the soundboard. So, so I'm not I used to it. It's fine, but yeah, but back to that Halo Halo thing. It's gonna be on Showtime and Master Chief. The, the, this is non news. Well, it's news, but it's not news because they've done Halo stuff that actually wasn't Master Chief, but a Spartan or some 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 of the ilk. So, including one Mark Coulter actually who played one of said uh, Spartan. Any one of those things, but yeah. So Master Chief is going to be the, the main character, and it's going to be on Showtime. Okay, let's just alrighty. Uh, big duh, because okay, it's Halo. Why wouldn't it be Master Chief? Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, on so the news. Yeah. Oh, nice. DC Seven Soldiers welcome you to the Dark Multiverse and Sideways Number Seven preview. All I keep thinking about is that song by um, Susan Cope, but it's all good. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I, I'm not up on anything. Not of, me. Yeah, that whole sentence is just whatever. Go for it. Somebody knows about it, so <laughs> Dan Abnett closes his Aquaman run with a Suicide Squad crossover. So Dan Abnett is going to uh, yeah. Aquaman 40 concludes uh, Dan Abnett's run. And I guess, yeah, Suicide's going to gonna have a part in it. Speaking of runs ending in the DC comic universe, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps is closing uh, Robert Venditti's run with uh, issue number 50. So, wait, what? Wait, so which means this, this is that's, oh, that's this week's. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So it ended this week with, um, Merlin. So maybe it went out with a bang. But it, but I think they did say it's coming back, which that makes. He absolutely uh, did. I think it's, it's um it's Hal Jordan by himself though, right? If I remember correctly. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. I believe that's the case. Regardless, doesn't matter. Rolling Stone. Um, Scott Snyder confirms he's on Justice League for at least 50 issues. So if you don't like it, you're going to have to wait 50 issues. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, <laughs> Nice. So for some odd reason, Snyder 
just had to put this out there somewhere and say, just for clarity, I'm on just for at least 50 issues, wrote in the post on Twitter, not going anywhere in it for a long time. Yeah, but every five issues or so issues of Justice League will be a Legion of Doom chapter where James Tenney and the fourth tells the story from the villain's side and reveals big secrets. Slightly almost like they, what they did with um, Wonder Woman, except for every four issues. And Star Wars kind of did something similar with the, the, um, the Kenobi stuff. And wait, they really stopped doing that. I just don't realize that. Wow. Anywho, that's the thing. Take it. Alrighty. Uh, Bendis and Gleason have a major project coming after Action Comics. So uh, Bendis has no plans to leave Action Comics anytime soon, but his uh, creative partner, artist Patrick Gleason, is moving on from the title. And uh, Bendis says they're going to team up on a major project in the future. So, okay, I wonder if that major project project has anything to do with the stuff that's been um, that you see in this week's books. Mm, got me. Because I've noticed there was, well, because I think he's got like two books that seem very quite similar. I should point out that they're um, that they're advertising in this week's books. Um, and, uh, nope, that's not him. It is him and somebody else, but that's not this one. So maybe it's not. And I think the other one was not also either. Either way, hey, there you go. Something else from Bendis. As far as those other two projects that's in the, the, the comics, they don't similar as heck. The stuff he's done at another, uh, at another place. Anywho, the next wave of DC's Walmart 100 page giant covers is here. So, do a Superman if you're watching the video. Check out the cover for that. There is an ongoing story going through all of these, so which is a good, another good reason to probably check some of these out if you put your hands on all of them. No word of whether they're doing these digitally or not. I don't know. I have at least I haven't seen Batman cover. Is that a Jim Lee cover for Huntress? Uh, you would probably know better than I, sir. I just can't tell from him. I'm gonna have to Google that. Seems like because they, they don't have anybody's. They don't have any um distinguishing marks as far as artists concerned. Or actually, I don't think they've had any writers like any credits on the 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 um the front of these joints. Uh, here's the Justice League one, and there's the Teen Titans one. Okay. So yeah. Oh, wait, is there another one? Nope, that's it. So yeah. Well, and they should be coming out soonish. So I thought I saw somebody on Twitter saying that they were they were they were being out or out already. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Next up, Logan will face a new villain in Return of Wolverine. This was uh, by our own Tim Tim uh, Tim Dog ninety eight who wrote the story. Just putting that out there, didn't have to say that, but I did anyway. So he's going to get a new villain. Uh, we, that's pretty much all we know. It's just that the the return of Wolverine that we introduce a new player to the Marvel universe will certainly raise some eyebrows. Um, and someone named Persephone had a hand in bringing the what? It is quite possible that this Persephone had a hand in bringing the former X Man and Avenger back from the dead. I missed something in that story, and I'm not reading that story, so I don't know what the heck you're talking about. You got me. And also Hawk Claws, which that seems so stupid. That's just me. 
Uh, What's next? Anyway, uh, Marvel 2-in-1 is headed for a reboot, maybe. So now that the FF is back with us, or about to be back with us, it seems as though Marvel 2-in-1 is preparing to take a step back or in a different direction. Uh, Chip Zdarsky's hinting hinted at a, in a Reddit AMA that he's preparing to conclude this chapter of the book for obvious reasons. According to the writer, the series will be reinvented following the return of the first family. So, so we, spec- we we were talking about this last week, uh, or was it week before last? Again, whenever the last uh, Marvel 2 one, I can't remember if you were, you were, you were not here on that one. It was because it was dirt. Because he was asking me about whether the last issue kind of sets up Start, goes go start to set up Fantastic Four, or it seems like it's going to keep going, you know, similar to the way it was. And there has been rumors that they were going to go back to the classic uh, Marvel two in one style, yeah, format to to a sense. Um, and we kind of get a sense of what where you know where that's going to start with from the solicits. So that being said, yeah, it's still kind of up in the air because that last issue of two in one, like it could. You can see where it could go one way by, you know, continue to set up the uh, FF, which is you already have out today, and we know that it's not direct. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be the thing. I would like for them to take it back to the to the to the, to the, to the classic format if they're gonna do that, or maybe they'll do something similar but like keep it within the family, you know. Mm-hmm. But we don't know, so we'll find out after some point what's gonna happen with that book. Speaking of Mr. Chip Sadarsky, uh, uh, he announces Spectacular Spider-Man Departure. Oh, Which is slightly funny to me because I was talking uh, with somebody in my shop like last week. Um, I was like, because um, I think, oh, because this person was not upset, but kind of bummed that he didn't get uh, Fantasy Four, And to which I quipped, I was like, it's all right. He's, got, he's doing Spider-Man. And it sounds like he's not going to be doing Spider-Man much longer. That stinks. Because, yeah. you know, that's what made that, uh, you know, that book interesting. It was him and Kubert's art. Right. It was a nice, consistent flow month after month. Mm-hmm. But when asked uh, what he would be doing next, Zdarsky said that he couldn't give, any, give away any details. But let's slide that his upcoming project is quote unquote pretty cool is he marvel exclusive right now i mean he's uh, no i don't i don't believe so like we know he's still got his creator own stuff with a fraction with a sexual right. i don't think he i don't as far as i remember i don't think he's well i mean you can be exclusive and still have that creator own yeah, stuff. but i don't think he but i don't think he ever assigned anything okay. to become exclusive. Well, i don't remember hearing anything about that that would be something else for research right ah uh, that stinks so, yeah. uh, but it also means he's got some stuff coming down the pike. So who knows what that's going to be? All right. So uh, next up, uh, Jake Wyatt departs SP forward slash forward slash DR focused edge of Spider Geddon number two. So that's I the next. Spider. Say that again. I prefer to call it Spider. Ah, got to do the Bizbarkey for that one, but I don't know. Hey man, you're probably right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, coming out of Spider Getting, which not surprised. There's um yeah. Jake Wyatt, I think so according to this, Jake Wyatt, I guess, was the co creator of said uh, Penny Parker and her Spider Mac. Yeah. 
and he's going to be doing a so he won't be doing the interior art for the book but he will still provide the cover for edge of spider get in number two okay so for whatever reason he's not doing the insides okay yeah and we also know that um this uh, spider is going to be in the animated spider-verse mm-hmm. he's also the builder figure in uh the marvel Legends series the mech mm-hmm huh weird did not know that. Yep, I haven't. I haven't uh, plunked down. I don't know if it's up for order yet. I think it is actually. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you want to guess? No. There, I got Spider Punk, which I'm not saying that's a good one or not, but it is a thing. Uh, Spider the Stan. Stanley will no longer perform public autograph signings. That is a sad thing. Uh, exactly. I was about to say I don't know how to react uh, to this particular news because. When I saw Stan a few years back, it already seemed like it was he was due to come off the uh, the signature and autograph circuit, you know. By then, but luckily I got my yeah, I got something signed by Stan. I got to meet him. Didn't get to shake his hand, but I did get to speak to him, if only briefly. So yeah. I'm very fortunate to be able to have said to, to say that I did that. Uh, I saw him walking down the convention center when I was at Heroes Con when he came to the, to, a couple, couple of years back. That's about as close as I got. And I didn't go for the signing because it was like money. Yeah, it's like 100 bucks or something like that. Uh, that I didn't, didn't want to 50 bucks or something like that? Yeah, I mean, it's going up over time. Yeah. So, and, and giving recent events with, you know, past things on Stanley Watch and given that um, the whole thing with Presumably, his blood is in some autographs that people, you know, that people are selling. I can imagine why he would stop doing that. Yeah, I guess. Plus, getting up in age and all this other stuff that has happened to him probably played a good part of that. So, if you hadn't seen him by now, sorry. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, this graphic novel scratch off chart lets you chart. Track your comic reading list. This seems slightly cool. Um, if you like scratch off, you know what I kind of speaking of on a slight tangent. I kind of wish they would do the digital codes like that in scratch off form. <laughs> but at the same time, I also realize how why yeah for people to kind of like get that out already. Take a picture with your camera. Seriously, But yeah, so this is a um. A poster that I think you can get from the yeah, Pop Chart Lab website. Uh, let's see if we can zoom in on one of these. That um, basically like almost like poster stamp size scratch off. Um, I don't know. Is this how big these things are? It's twelve by six inch posters. It costs twenty five bucks, and they have a bunch of um, of, of uh, graphic novels. Uh, pictures on them and you scratch them off and I guess it puts has something underneath them or the covers of them, something like that. Okay. So you'll find stuff like Batman Year One, Killing Joke, uh, Yusaki uh, Yojimbo, Sandman, Fun Home, stuff like so. There's a bunch of stuff that you'll see on these uh, posters. It's a neat idea though. Like I, I would be curious it's like so is, is it going to be more um, mean more if you don't scratch them off? Or <laughs> Do I don't know. Regardless, hey, you can go check them out. All righty. Um, I'll read the new the the news on this, but um, the notes on this are is that, is that your note 
Look, a little peek behind the curtain. All I do is just take from the article. Ah, so this article is hell about Hellboy, the board game, which leans into the weirdest adventures uh, Hellboy, uh, a.k.a. Big Red, has been on. This is coming from a report from Gen Con or Gen Con. Is it Gen or Gen? I keep saying Gen Con, but I don't Gen know. Gen Con 2018. I really wanted to go there one year. Uh, and and uh, shout out to Matt Wayne, 970. He's been a few times this, this year. So, just, so Gen Con is basically the, the board game centric uh, convention of the year. The big one that a lot of people that I see on my timeline like going to. Oh, and yeah, there's going to be a Hellboy board game and um, miniatures galore and stuff, all that kind of with uh, some like, um, Mike, Mike Mignola art and figures uh, doused in for good measure. I was going to say that I'm sure this would be something that uh, our very own Dirt would like, but he's just a fan of. Uh, Nola's art. I am not being able to say his name right now. That is crazy. Regardless, this is the thing for your board game fanatics. Go check that out whenever it comes out sometime later this year. Uh, Spotify to stream Archie animated comics. So they're going to be like motion, motion comics, I believe, if, if, I, if I read that right. It's going to be a six-episode series um, that's being adapted from Mark Wade and Finola from the Staples uh, fairly recent run of the Archie comic book, which basically is, is the reboot. Yeah, and they're going to be on Motion Comics on Spotify uh, sometime soon. That ought to be weird and interesting, I guess. Um, each animated episode will equate to one issue of the comic book series, which you would think that the work is already done because, like, okay, all you get to do is just basically <laughs> move the camera around the page of the book. And have some voices around it, I guess. So, because the work is halfway done, and they just need to add some vocal work, which which is no no small feat, but still. Anyway, that it is what it is. Look out for those if you are a fan of that series and Spotify. Last but not least, IDW announces the new Magic: The Gathering comic by Alaya Alaya and Todabao. I am not pronouncing that name right, and I apologize. Oh, I think it is. I think that's right. Not about? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll go with that. I still apologize if I did butcher it. Regardless, Wizards of the Course and IDW Publishing revealed today that, or a couple of years yesterday, rather, um, that there's going to be an all-new Magic the Gathering comic. It's going to be published by IDW, already said. It's called Magic the Gathering Chandra, which is a planeswalker from the series. All of you Magic the Gathering nerds already know who that is. Um, and I say that every white fan of things, well, don't get it twisted. Anyway, um, let's see, it'll feature new adventures from fan favorite Pyromancer, Planeswalker, Chandra, and Nalar. This is the first Magic the Gathering comic in four years, which I could have sworn there was one before, that's what I thought. And we're introducing all new approach to storytelling as the franchise marks its 25 years. So, have at it, you comic nerds and Magic the Gathering folks. And with that, we are done with the news because there's some uh, cover stuff, but we don't need to go about that. So with that, uh, before we close this out, we'll hit up one more ad read. So our last ad read for the night is for Blue Apron's meal delivery service. Uh, Blue Apron has fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. 
Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today. So before we before we get out of here, what's that? No, I was about to say. Oh, so before we get out of here, and and Agent Underscore Seventy has a as a um, selection that he's prepped for us. We on the ball, but I wanted to ask: Is Bill Sinkovich your favorite artist? No, but he's definitely a good one. I know he's kind of up there for you, or was up there for you. I don't know. He's pretty cool. I mean, he's a little abstract for me. Like he doesn't do that much in terms of interiors, but he does cool covers. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, I guess that's more of his claim to fame is more covered than anything. So, okay. But b- before we get out of here, I wanted to give a shout out to um, this article that is in the clickbait section, which if we ever get a chance to put that out as an article somewhere, that would be awesome. Um, if you know about the infamous One Punch uh, from JL, was it JL, um, JLI? Yeah, I think it's just League International. Yeah. So Batman punched out uh, Guy Gardner, which is, which is, always awesome to see a reference of so this article has a reference to the number of times that that, that has been referenced including the original one um, you might want to go check that out if, if you so decide that being said we're coming to the end of another episode of this year comic book chronicles we will be back next week same bat time same bat channel um <laughs> But before that, we will be remiss if we did not shout out the fact that Agent Underscore Seventy is on is on Twitter under that name and uh, Instagram. PCN Underscore Dirt on Twitter and Pop Culture Net on Twitter. PopCultureNetwork.com is where you can find this stuff, and also I Need Comics.com. Uh, our very own. Tim Dad 98 is at Tim D-O-D-G-98 and D-Click Nation and CB Cron on Twitter. And also, of course, dclicknation.com. That's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N. Don't ask me why I feel the need to spell that out. And, of course, you find myself, RoddyCat, at RoddyCat on Twitter. No underscore. I'm, uh, I'm the oddball out of this camp. Huh. You can also find me at Newsnerds Need on Twitter and the Reddit under the same name of Newsnerds Need. And of course, the, my Instagram CB caps where I uh, I cap comic book panels lovingly. Just for you. So, <laughs> for you also. You can find this podcast on uh, Google Play and also Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts. And also SoundCloud, um, the the Coastaler SoundCloud page. Okay, sure. Uh, you can also find this podcast at cspn.us, along with a bunch of other fine shows. And last but not least, shop.cspn.us, where you can find lovely swag from this show, like this here shirt I'm holding up right now. 
you're watching the video and the mugs and stuff like that. Go get some stuff and and, and represent. I did this. Well, I didn't do this, but um, I just threw that show the shirt up because I forgot I had it. But yeah, swag from us and other podcasts off the network. Go check them out. It's some good stuff over there. Um, and while I set this up, and Agent Seventy's got his thing out of the way, yeah, uh, I'll just say that um, I was on YouTube looking up uh, Fantastic Four related uh, music. I, for the life of me, just couldn't bring myself to play the '60s theme because it's not all that catchy. Um, Please tell me you think you did. No, the '90s theme. I thought about very hard. No, um, I was something totally different, slightly different, but okay. No, but I definitely went. I didn't want to go with any of those. I figured I'd just choose some pop music because you know one of the themes in the first issue is about making your way home. So that said. Let's take this show home. Oh, pick up the phone. It's it's Doctor Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you can tell me in my mind words well. 